In 2013, Kat Bonner lost her mom in a tragic car accident. She figured out how to manage her grief and is helping other women do the same. On this podcast, you'll hear from other women who have lost their moms and discover the exact coping strategies you need to get through the day and be in the best place you've ever been. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. More information can be found at catbonner.com forward slash podcast. And if you'd like to join a group of like-minded women, head to Facebook and search for the Life After Losing Mom community. Lastly, if you're looking for help managing your grief, book a complimentary connection call at catbonner.com. So before we get started with the episode, I just want to share something with you. I'm sure you've heard multiple times that grief is an individual process. Well, the people you heard this from aren't wrong because it very much so is. You're probably wondering, how can someone help me when they grieve differently than I do? That's why I'm so passionate about one-on-one coaching that is totally customized to you and your pain points. I let you guide me to ways I can help you. I can only take on three clients at a time, so the spots are limited. I'd love for you to tell me how I can help you in your grief journey. I'm so glad you're here. I just like to start off each episode with every person sharing just whatever they want about the loss of their mom. So whenever you are ready. Okay. I like to share the story about the loss of my mom to let people know they aren't alone. My mom uh, died by the time I was two years old due to suicide. A A lot of people, you know, you get the message, don't talk about that from your family but I think it's important to talk about it so you know you're not alone um it it was things really didn't get much better after that uh I don't think my dad knew what to do with two little girls so we were pawned off on various relatives you know um, there were other challenges. I had to figure out what happened to my mom. So I, I was kind of a snooper because nobody would tell me anything. But I found these newspaper articles because it was in the front page. Um, I kind of gathered that it was like an accidental suicide. She was going to kill herself. Threw down the gun. It went off in her abdomen. I think she kept saying it was an accident when she got to the hospital. But she died like within a day. And she used another thing. She used my father's rifle, I'm sure. So that's kind of brought up issues too. It wasn't really a safe household. But I understand my dad was going through stuff that he had no idea. He was a World War II vet at Normandy. He had you know, lost his wife to suicide, so I'm sure he had no idea. And back then, you're supposed to be strong, man, not let anything bother you. But yeah, but it, my dad remarried, but they were both alcoholics, so it was kind of volatile. My stepmom ended up being shot in the foot 
and we ended up going to another relative for a while. I still haven't figured out the details of that, but yeah, it it wasn't good. But they were divorced by the time I was in seventh grade, and we, my sister and I, were basically left to raise ourselves. Um, my dad worked out of town during the week, but actually, that was almost that was really a relief, you know. So from everything, so we just. Went to school. We had like jobs, summer after school, and uh, we just went on. Uh, my sister married at a young age, probably just to escape. True, I uh, moved out right the day after I graduated high school. I I came back for two months. I wasn't. I had no idea, <laughs> but. By the time I was 20, I left for good. And I went moved to a town where there were a lot of military people. And I joined the army. I thought, well, that, that might not be so bad. I saw a lot of women in military uniform. And I think that gave me some of the first confidence I ever had. So, yeah. Oh, you said the military uniform? That's super interesting to me can you like just kind of say how that gave you like more confidence I guess I guess they gave us a real job and it was kind of fun to go through the basic training and people would root you on when you were like doing some of the PT ex- exercises and I, I don't think I ever had that happen and they gave you a real job you know not like I mean, not that a McDonald's fast food isn't a real job, but you know, we were like managing an office and stuff. So we but I completed my three three years. There were supportive sergeants there that helped out too. But I was painfully shy when I grew up. I had few friends. I really didn't feel like I had much support. I had a couple of maternal aunts that were really nice, but they lived out of town. So my sister, I think she's found support through like friends and her friends' parents that they took under her wing. So but I'm sure she still has problems. She just really wouldn't talk about it. Um she didn't even know the details of my mom's suicide till like 10, 15 years ago when I sent her copies of the articles and she, she was kind of surprised. But um, I, I don't know if she fared well, how her mental state is, but it does cause, it has caused problems if you've known too many of us, especially ones who lost their parents to suicide a lot of us have problems well serious problems which is sad you know but some of us a lot of us are doing well I'm amazed at how many are accomplished in that I went to the motherless uh, daughter's luncheon in Los Angeles 2014 and I was I was impressed by what I saw. You know, it's like a room through full of motherless daughters, and it was great. 
I think I started kind of healing more after that. Uh, yeah, it's like a, almost like an actual realization where you know you're not alone. And it's like, you know, deep down I know this, but when I get that like clarification, you're like, okay, this is so much better. And this is a really random thought, but I just posted like a poll on my Facebook story about it. But do you call yourself like a motherless daughter? Because I want to know what like women who've lost a mom like refer to themselves as. I think I do, yes, especially after Hope Edelman's book on that of the same title, Motherless Daughters. But Yeah, and I wish, I'm like, oh my God, I want to talk to her. Like, I want to hear like how she like cultivated that phrase. I mean, I think it's great, but if you look at some people and like those motherless daughters, like Facebook groups or whatever, like some people are in there and they've been like abandoned. And I'm like, well, you know, like i like my heart breaks for you, but like, you know, this podcast isn't for people who have been abandoned by their mom. So I pretty much, I like try to be very like clear, like, okay, like who this is for. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. this is for women that have lost a mom or that whose Mm -hmm. mom is like no longer living. I try not to be like, so negative obviously about it i'm not gonna be like daughters with lost mothers but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that way there's no confusion um but thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing your story i'm curious thank you is your sister older than you you said you were two Um, she's about a year and 10 months i used to try to get her to talk about her but she I just got the message don't talk but yeah I mean everybody grieves differently but it's good that you at least tried you know I did find out later that she actually only had like two memories of her so it's not that she just didn't have much to remember yeah it's probably not much to say because what are you really going to talk about if neither one of y'all you know y'all are both at the age where like you probably don't remember much which is sad but Mm -hmm. it's almost to the point where like I wouldn't expect you or your sister or anybody for that matter who lost their mom at such a young age to really talk about it if they don't remember because they just might not remember I mean that's just kind of the nature of the beast you know Um, So I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, lack of confidence and growing up shy. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me more about that? Yes, I I don't. I feel when I grew up without a mom, I basically I lost my greatest cheerleader because you'd think that a mom would be encouraging. I'm sure in all cases, it's not like that, of course. But I went through school. very few friends, maybe a couple. And um, I I think I read for escape and that. Um, It was kind of, I just stayed by myself. My sister had friends that she would go over to. I would go over with her for a while, but I know I was probably like the little sister (laughs) following her around. And I'm sure it wasn't that. something she wanted but she found an outlet like through cheerleading and stuff from friends but we were pretty different in that I I wasn't really interested in that I guess but um, I just kind of stayed by myself I guess I 
Yeah. So it almost, it seems like, you know, just going back to a, a lot of people don't lose their mom Mm -hmm. until they're well into their life. Like I'm just going to throw out an age. Like, yeah, Yeah. like it's expected to lose a parent when you're in your forties or fifties. It's not expected for you to lose a parent when you're freaking two. So do you think that that's kind of, it was just like a sense of like, loneliness basically like you know i think i think i had some depression too and that my mom i think she was severely depressed looking at her pictures but um, i realize it's not a new thing being a motherless daughter because i had like an aunt that lost her mom at a young age and the stepmom had lost her mom at a young age but you know, it's basically a mom is the most basic thing you're we're supposed to have, you know, in our life. And if that basic person isn't there, it's bound to affect your life. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious, was it do you think it was more of like not like you were alone? I think I completely phrased that incorrectly. But do you think that like the lack of confidence kind of came from the fact that you didn't know anyone who had lost a mom at that young of an age? No, I think it was basically I didn't feel good about myself. I knew I was smart and I looked okay, but I, no one told me, oh, you do that so well. Uh, actually, I'm, one of my aunts was very nice, but she lived in another town, but she did what she could, but really not too many people tried to help, at least on the deeper level. They might have helped with, like, task and that. Like, if we had to, had an accident and had to go into the doctor, someone, there'd be an aunt or uncle to take us. But it, it wasn't, we weren't connected at it's a deeper level. So we we were kind of left to manage it by ourselves, but um, amazingly, I'm I made it through it. I think if some people knew, I I guess I could have had a lot different life if I didn't leave that town too, you know, because a lot of bad memories and stuff. But I just wanted to get away. Yeah, some people go back to their hometown, which might work for them. But personally, the best decision I ever made for myself was to get the heck out of my hometown. Um, Uh But do you think that, like, I guess the lack of confidence, do you think it came from the loss of your mom or the fact that your mom took her own life? No, I don't think that bothered me personally. You know, I went through different things. At times, I glamorized it because you'd hear about all these, like Hemingway, Marilyn Monroe, who took their lives, Sylvia Plath, and, you know, you thought it was kind of a glamorous thing, but it isn't. Other times, I think I fantasized that she was still around, but out there, but so I, I went to different phases, but. I don't think it bothered me. I felt that just her circumstances were kind of tough. She, They were Catholic, too, and she was a very Catholic devout, so I think she felt she couldn't 
leave. And I just felt it was like I kind of had a negative connotation for the church in some ways. Like kind of encouraged self-sacrifice, martyrdom. I just wasn't comfortable with that. It was never hidden from me that it was a suicide, but the details they didn't talk to me about. Um, I did have an uncle that did try to talk to me at one time, but by then I already knew the details. <laughs> but I know he at least tried to open the conversation, but it was too late. But I think it was just not having the encouragement of someone, you know, supporting you while you're growing up. And I would urge people to find somebody to support, you know, support them whether it's relative, friends, parents, school, counselor, if you experience that loss. I think sometimes we have to seek support outside the home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. I mean, I could go on and on about that, but too. death mm-hmm. changes people. <laughs> um, yeah. So people literally physically living with you when you're both dealing with this, doesn't mm-hmm. always work out for the best, unfortunately, but that's okay. There's other resources. So mm-hmm, true. It seems like to me, this like lack of confidence was really like, you know, kind of immediate after your mom passed. Yeah, so is that so, correct? Yeah. Yes. That's the way I always felt. You know, I was just there and that, and I had to go along with my sister. Basically, I just tried to follow her and that. I was just there, not really um, much interaction with people who were taking care of us, I guess. I, I did like my mom's relatives because I felt like that was as closest as I could get to my mom. So that, that was always comforting. And, and they were pretty nice, too. So I was fortunate that we were allowed to have that contact. Because other yeah. people aren't. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so do you think that like, I guess, when did you really start to cope with this lack of confidence? Like probably just when, you know, you were older? Or was there like a certain age? I did get some counseling when I was like after probably close to 19. I don't know if it helped a whole bunch but at least I had somebody to talk to she she was very supportive I did get in a nursing program but I I dropped out because I just wasn't I didn't feel comfortable with the people I guess I because I, I had no self-confidence and now I'm okay but the military, it took a while to get that confidence. But once I got out, you know, I, I did feel I had some confidence in that. So um, I did some things on my own, reading and did artwork. But, you know, I, I didn't get much encouragement or anything. But I would urge people to encourage themselves to uh, that just say supportive things. I can do this. I am so talented and clever. But just be kind to yourself. And that's what I would urge. 
Yeah, absolutely. So is there any other way that I guess you coped with, you know, that lack of confidence other than, you know, going to get help? Like, did you notice, you know, maybe any Mm -hmm. changes in your life? Just tell me, I guess, more about like the coping process. I think I I read a lot of positive uh, literature and that helped positive self-help stuff and I think I gradually just started changing after the military. I had some not so good friends in high school that were uh, would get in in trouble. Luckily, I was pretty shy, so otherwise, I probably would have been in a lot more trouble. (laughs) This was in the seventies, so if you can imagine, but yeah, luckily, I kind of grew out of that and found that's not the way. You know, I just it didn't make me feel good in that. Probably, yeah, it was a small town that we grew up, but it, that, well, that wasn't the, the best thing for me. And sometimes when you lose a parent, you don't, uh, when you don't feel loved, you seek to love outside yourselves. And sometimes you just be with somebody just because you think you're going to be loved. But that isn't love. This physical relationship is, isn't love. And I've heard of other people, one other girl that uh, coped in that way too. Yeah, that's interesting. So do you think that like, do you think that like you, I guess you still struggle with that lack of confidence? I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to be grieving for the rest of your life, but do you think mm-hmm. now like, Overall, it's better. At times, I do have my struggles too. For most of the time, I'm pretty functional, but I think I still have that underlying depression. But I do my best to work on it by um, whatever reading, listening to podcasts. Um, yeah. Let's see, um, just self talk and that and. But but at times, you know, I get, you know, I still have my challenges like most, you know, any of us. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious when you read, like, I love mm-hmm. self-help books and I think they're Me great. Too. But yeah, I love them. I mean, they obviously can't hurt you. They are intended um, to help you. But I'm mm-hmm. curious, do you read, like, I guess... Um, mm-hmm. like grief books on like the yeah. regular, I just noticed I, I find myself mm-hmm. reading them when I really need to. And I guess it's just, mm-hmm. you know, something different between like, like podcast and audio mm-hmm. and like that sort of thing. And like Ted talks, like mm-hmm. they're kind of mindless in the sense that you can be listening to them while you're folding laundry rather than yeah. You actually have to be physically sitting there reading it with your eyeballs, and you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess you like back to the question: Do you read like grief books just kind of as you need them? Uh, I think I routinely read them, you know, because I mostly read nonfiction, but it's mostly to find out. I like to learn stuff in that whether. It's about something that improved my life. Uh, to make decisions, I, I had a challenge when 
I became a single mom. I was really paralyzed to make a decision and to learn how to make decisions. I actually got a book <laughs> and, and it did help. <laughs> but um, I just read mostly encouraging stuff that teaches me another way to look at things. I was also in like, they had the Braves, Brave Girls Club where they had like inspirational activities for like building yourself up and that helped, but I'm not really an artist. So, but I tried different things, different like growth university that kind of helped you come up with ideas to improve your life and that. I read motherless daughters and that, not really all on grief, but just to, find other people's stories so I can relate to them, I guess. But I kind of changed my way of talking to myself. I read a little bit on the cognitive therapy, and that helps you know, changing self-talk. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, so if somebody, if there was not somebody, if there was you know a woman who had just lost her mom, and she came to you. She's like, hey, Diane, I struggle a lot with a lack of confidence. What like advice would you give to her or what would you tell her? I would say, number one, be kind to yourself. If you don't hear nice things from each other, tell them to yourself. Uh, I would also seek out, you know, other encouraging, positive figures in your life um do do something that makes you feel good about yourself um it may be a passion if you're an artist you draw if you like to sing sing dance you know dance or if you're interested in sports you know that can be an outlet but i would try to find an outlet that you enjoy and yeah just don't give up, I would say. And tomorrow's always another day. Each tiny step we take improves our lives. That's what I find. And sometimes I'm shocked at how, you know, even the little tiniest step can help. But things change in an instant. So just because you're feeling bad today doesn't mean tomorrow isn't going to be bad. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I love how... You mentioned the whole like passion and hobby thing. Um, I mean, they can be a little bit hard to like rediscover sometimes, you know, after your mom dies. But once you rediscover that, they're literally so, so, so important for your healing process and just finding your outlet. Mm -hmm. And I think that some people neglect that. And it's really sad. I'm like, I just want to like... I was like, I just want to help you find that outlet and that creativity because mm-hmm. most people, not most people, I don't want to, you know, sing yeah, with you know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that like there are so many other ways to express these feelings, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh my God, like I, you know, can get through this. And that really, I think just puts your grief 
into perspective. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave with the listeners just about grief or mother loss in general? Um, just that it can be overcome. It, uh, you know, we just live through it. We'll always miss that person. But I would say, remember that, you know, your mom is inside of us. She's a part of us, you know, so she, she's always there, even though we don't, we might not think so. But um, I would just keep on working on your life because it's okay. You're pretty, you were, we all have our, our good stuff inside and we can make our life, try to improve our life and that. And hopefully it gets better. It, it eases, the loss eases up. And things change how we'll think about it, you know, too. Yeah, that's, well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, and for being on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I, I'm honored. Hey, friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before you go, I have four favors to ask you. First, I wanted to let you know that I host a group for women where we share our day-to-day -day stories challenges and victories if you want to come along for the ride head to facebook and search for the life after losing mom community second if you don't mind leaving me a review and telling me how i've helped you in your grief journey i would greatly appreciate it third head to catbonner.com forward slash podcast to access previous episodes and subscribe for episodes in the future Finally, head to catbonner.com to schedule a complimentary connection call with me. I'd love to know more about your grief journey. Always remember that despite losing our mothers, we have flourishing futures. This has been an OutsourceYourPodcast.com production.